This is the VDF Podcast brought to you by Dance Informer and Energetics and I'm Lara Bianca-Pilcher, your host. Today I'm talking to Paul Malik, who has a reputation as Australia's best storyteller, which already got me. You got me at hello with that one. I love story through dance. Working for many commercial networks and artists spanning 15 years, Paul is now committed to the innovation in contemporary dance with his vision and dream that has become one of Australia's biggest dance education institutes, Transit Dance. You have been involved in the Victorian Dance Festival for a long time. So tell us a bit about your passion and your kind of history with Victorian Dance Festival. Well, firstly, hello, Lara, and thank hello, you so much for Paul. that wonderful so um, introduction. <laughs> oh, um, I know. And that's only the beginning, isn't it? You've done so many things, which we'll get to in uh, just a moment. Uh, I have been involved uh, in Victorian Dance Festival since in its inception um, way back in 20... Oh, wow. I, I don't even know now. 2013 I don't or 2014. Either. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's been way. around for a while. It actually, fun fact, it yeah. was called, which is so interesting, it was called in its first year, the Isolate Dance Festival. No way! Sorry, that was yes, a really um, big reaction. Yeah, I know. And the reason why it was was because it was a re- regional dance festival and they <gasps> did it, They wanted it, like, because they were isolated in regional oh countries and they wanted to bring dance yeah. to the region. So in the first year, it, the second year, it changed the Victorian Dance Festival. Wow. But I found it so funny when most of us are in isolation that um, a memory popped up and said, Seven years to this day, <laughs> Isolate Dance Festival. So That's I a really, really, I shouldn't say it's a bad name. I might have It wasn't you. Did you come up with that name? Was that you? No, 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 it wasn't me. <laughs> okay, that's um, okay. But it, it changed very quickly. So. <laughs> I'm glad it changed, but it's kind of hilarious yeah. given that we're chatting uh, um, during the isolation period. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was the instructor in the first year and actually in the third year I was one of the producers of it. So um, cool. and I was the artistic director mm. um, for the first, it would have been four or five years of the festival as well. Oh, so you um, set before up the, the wonderful Evetly. Yes. Ah, yes, Evetly. Yeah. Yes, doing a fantastic yeah. job. So good. What do, you love about, yeah, what do you love about it so much and you've continued to be involved? Tell us about the enjoyable parts that you've just, you know, kept, you keep coming back to. Well, I first originally was really uh, inspired uh, by the founder, Kate Mead, uh, because of her connections to regional Victoria. I'm from regional Victoria myself and Mm. grew up in the country with my family. And we moved to Melbourne when I was around 12 so I could continue my uh, education in Melbourne um, for dance. So I'm really connected to regional areas. I really find um, that's a beautiful thing. And then when Mm. we brought it to Melbourne uh, in its fourth year, I really wanted that community feel to stay there and stay really a part of it Um, and that is what I kind of like is that the Victorian Dance Festival community has built a community of people from all Mm -hmm. over Victoria and Australia now who come here and love the real there's a real family and accepting vibe it's not a competition so there's no competitive Mm. elements within it yeah Um, and they're really things that draw me to the festival as something that is a celebration of who we are as artists and dancers Mm. Um, and we get to share in so many experiences with so many amazing instructors and performance opportunities throughout the weekend one of the things that I love is that you have storytell through dance and you're really well known for that. I want to know about your process of storytelling. First of all, what your passion is and not all dance choreographers and dance makers and teachers do story through dance well. What is it about you and what drew you to that? What's your background in that sort of area? 
I personally uh, don't have, I don't distinguish dance and life being different. So when I watch uh, people sitting on a train, when I watch people in a cafe, when I watch people walking down the street, I find that that in itself is a moving picture. And I yeah. feel that dance is just an array of moving pictures telling stories consistently, whether it is abstract or um, more narrative. And so I was really uh, engaged in the idea that things need to be delivered in a real sense in mm. not in a not another pantomime not a kind of pantomime but that over the yeah. top dram, dr dramatic um ballet version of acting that was mm. trickling down into all forms of dance yeah um which there was a such an amazing place for all the amazing ballet dancers and i trained in classical ballet and i just i just love the art form completely mm. but in contemporary dance, we have this, and physical theatre as well, we have this opportunity to tell extremely real stories about real things that we're all going through. Because mm. dance it, dance was an escapism for so many people and so much, but I also think it's a vessel that we can actually share the realness that we have to survive in life and the, the sad moments as well as the happy moments. Um, mm. I, I struggled for most of my life with the ideas of death. So a lot of my early works did delve into um, the idea of death and the effects on that for people who are alive and people who pass away. Yeah. And I guess it was my outlet to explore that without it affecting me, without me being able to actually process it in my real life. It was, it was my, I used my mm. art form to be able to delve into that fact. In that cathartic that way where you kind yeah, of feel it completely. out to express it. I really love that. I think it's very healthy and that's why a lot of people kind of move into, they love dancing because you get your emotions out, you get your feelings out. I find it so healing as well. Um, mm. It must have been an incredible journey for you. Some people might say kind of a dark topic, but it can also be, portrayed with such beauty can't it some of the darker things in life it can and i i feel that um we we, we run away from darkness so much in life and we do we yeah. are always faced with it i mean look at what we're doing what we're experiencing now everybody's yes, experiencing yeah. it and everybody is having to talk about it when normally mm. like I, I i follow along the lines in my life right now especially my journey of the past five years where i push a lot of positivity out in the world i think there mm. is a lot of negativity in the world but also with all the negativity we also still shy away from our personal dark times it's still taboo mental health yeah. is still so um such a stigma behind it still but we all have these incredible things in our head called our brains and yeah that's right. um we don't get out of them enough i don't think because mm. of that fear of being vulnerable and yeah. fear of being judged in life, which is so ingrained in us from childhood. Yeah. And do you think um, to be a dancer, do you need to be vulnerable? In Absolutely. Your... Yeah. Basically, you have to turn yourself inside out. So, like, mm -hmm. for you to be, um, you're not a slave, you're, like, you're at the hands of a choreographer. You have to be the most open mm. um blank canvas at times so that the yeah. choreographer can truly paint what they want within you and it has to come from within you and then out again so if you're not yeah. open to be emotional and vulnerable within your art form um then it's never going to be true there's never going to be an honesty yeah and that's really you can you can see that with people you can see that with eight-year-olds who can just stand there and take a breath and you go oh my god you are so open to what we're about to do yeah that's you know right. we call we call them yeah. the old souls and we instantly yeah. know that they're already there but maybe they're just actually connecting to the vulnerable side yeah. side yeah. a little bit more earlier on 
What happens yeah. in dance training? This is a really interesting conversation for me as well as many listeners because mm. somewhere in the dance training often, not always, there seems to be a disconnect with the kind of emotion and the vulnerability of dance. Not all, uh, all teachers, obviously, but you can see it in the fruit of dancers as they are, you know, auditioning or performing. Now, often it's just, it's blank. Um, what, is, what is it about dance where that disconnect happens and how do you encourage dancers to continue the connect through what you do? Because I've noticed a lot of your work that dancers are very connected and their face is moving with the body, whether it's story or whether it's not necessarily like a narrative. Um, mm. There's got to be something that, that's happening on the face. Um, what's your sort of experience with that and how do you coach dancers through that? Well, there's a, I spoke about this. There's the action, like the task of smiling. We can smile without smiling. We mm. can actually, like the, the functional movement of the face can still do that. But unless it is actually coming from within, and you can yeah. say it till the cows come home, but That's until true. you actually yeah. feel it, feel it yeah. through your breath and, mm. and close your eyes and think of something that is truly like, um, when I want to feel happy in dance, my, my go-to is like, hmm, ice cream. <laughs> and I have this moment where I'm like, oh, delicious. And they might think that I just saw the love of my life, but I just, just think ice, ice cream. It's really cute. But, but it works because I'm being yeah. truthful. Mm. Ice cream makes me happy. Yeah, rather than just smiling. <laughs> I mean, from a young age, we're told exactly. smile, smile, smile. But really, smile, I would, smile. Yeah. I used to, I like, a happy I used thing. to be yeah. a, big screamer when I was a young teacher hilarious that yeah. that's what we used to do especially yeah that's like right training for like competitions and it's like Julie yeah. smile you're not smiling nothing on your face yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty um, guilty probably I'm, of the same <laughs> but I think we all have been there and I I yeah. very much don't I'm not a yeller anymore I've I've, I've kind of moved on from that and I don't judge people for their own practices, but yeah. I do believe that to really be able to connect and trust yourself as a mover and a being in space, that improvisation is an incredibly um, mm, right. important practice. It's so, yeah. so important to be mm. able to break down fear, trust oh, yourself so right. and be yeah. so open and honest with who you are as a mm. mover. So you can truly yeah. interpret um, what is being asked of you improvisation is almost like psychology for a dancer Absolutely. because as soon as you start improvising all this stuff starts coming up all these fears all these things um it's really interesting you say that because i think it's part of the personal journey to have to move through that isn't it? in order to be free in order to work out what, what are we afraid of what are we scared of being judged of and those sorts of things we've talked a lot about um the process in your storytelling and now you know there's transit dance and what do you actually look for in dancers that are maybe auditioning for your training um what are the characteristics of students that thrive and actually go out and have a successful career in the industry i mean that's a big question but maybe just a few points um firstly kindness um that's, wow which is, yeah <laughs> that is the i love that <laughs> num number one so we've got we've mm -hmm. got three community um, values that um, kind of underpin our core values at Transit Dance. Um, and the first one is, we call them our three R's. Um, yeah. The first one is respect. Respect mm. um, for everyone, respect for yourself, respect for your environment, respect for your craft, respect for other people's craft. Uh, the second one is responsibility. We have to be responsible so much for every aspect of our lives. We can't mm. put blames on anybody else because we are the ones in control of our future and our destiny, how much we put into something to get out of something. Yeah. Um, 
And that's really, really important. And then the third one is resilience. We need to be resilient as artists because we're going to get that no. We're going to get that door closed. We're yeah. going to get COVID-19. We are going yeah, to right. <laughs> miss a train. We're going to be late mm. to that audition. We are going mm. to face these things. We're going to lose loved ones. We're going mm. to break up with people. And they affect our journey as artists and our journeys as professionals. Mm. So I really believe that being a really strong and good human before you are uh, a technician or a fantastic acrobat or a fantastic um, uh, turner, uh, you need to actually be a really great person because people want to work with great people. That's people so true. People want to work with people that yeah. share the same values as them. Mm. So we really instill um, life skills at Transit. And, of course, training is encouraged. Yes. <laughs> you yes. Have, still have to pass the audition. So yeah. there, there is still a level of um, ability that we're looking for, but the interview process is, is probably almost more important than mm. what you can do in the audition physically as well at Transit Dance. That's so unique and really refreshing to hear because it's true having been in the industry myself is, you know, if you're not a nice person, people might not necessarily tell you two-faced, but it's a real, uh, because there's so many creative ideas, it can be a real clashing ground, can't it? And one not very nice person or entitled or a little bit arrogant person can really ruin the entire atmosphere of the room. So I love that you see that as so important. Is that come from your own uh, professional journey and learning the hard way or the easy way about what works? I I was fortunate enough to be a dance captain very, very young. So my first yeah. dance captain job, I was 20 years old. Mm. And so I was going into a, a, and this is with a new company as well, and I was going into be a dance captain with people who had been with the company for 10 years right. or were in their 30s yeah. and looked at me like, well, what, who are you and what do you have to offer and why am I going to listen to a 20-year-old who's just kind of starting off in the business? Mm. And that taught me a lot. They weren't terrible people and they were lovely people. And But yeah. the, the challenges that kind of um, brought me where you have to have consistently learned how to deal with different personalities mm. um, and you really, you really find out what personalities really work in stressful situations and That's in right. the performing arts, there will be stressful situations. Yes. There will be, when you move into a theatre and you're under the pump, there will be things that are going wrong, technical issues that a dancer can't even step on the stage for 14 hours and we open in eight. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like, <laughs> and if you, if you're not resilient and, and patience is so important as well, yeah, yeah. you don't have these kind of personalities. They can get very, very toxic in, um, different environments. Mm, I so love that you're focused on that. And I mean, that's such an incredible tidbit of advice. And what about you personally? You, I had said earlier, have thrived and survived in the Australian dance landscape, um, which, you know, depending on who you are, some might say that's very difficult and others might say, well, it's not so difficult. What are your kind of Paul tips for surviving and thriving in the Australian dance? Uh, the first yeah. one is mm. persistence. Um, those who are close to me and those in our community know I say this, especially in this time of COVID, so much. Yeah, you yeah. have to keep going. You mm. have to keep going. Every morning that I wake up and I feel like maybe today isn't my day and maybe my <laughs> chest is beating a little bit more yeah. than it should be and I'm feeling that anxiety coming in, I stand in the shower and I'm literally, no. You must persist. There are great things to come today. You have to keep going mm. because you have lives to change. And if you continue to persist with what you love, your passion, with patience and understanding, you will continue to do what you love. 
Mm. You're going to have bad days and you're going to have sometimes months where things aren't working. But yeah. if you keep going, you will problem solve it. You will yeah. find a way to keep yourself going. Mm. You know, like I was a, I was a, you would say avid entrepreneur, I've been called <laughs> in, in my early years because I was yeah. just pumping out business after business. I had like all these different projects going mm. and it wasn't until transit dance where I actually stopped doing all these projects and pulled all of my ideas together that it was a great success yeah. in the sense of like a perceived success where I'm able to pay properly the people who I want to employ these kind mm. of ideas that I can have sustainability with this platform. Of That's a big word. <laughs> yeah, sustainability. Oh gosh, it, yeah. It really, really is. And although yeah. it was perceived that I was really successful, I was I was scrambling for money at the best of times. I was struggling mm. to pay people in my early years, especially. Um, but I kept going and you know, you lose people along the way and it is sad and um, you feel like you've you're letting people down. But if you mm. have a passion and you have a drive to be um, determined enough to make a difference, then you yeah. will have sustainability and you will find a way to make it happen. Yeah, that's so good to hear. Entrepreneurial is one of the words I'm hearing. I'm hearing be a nice person and I'm hearing get up, talk to yourself positively. You'll have mm. bad days. I mean, such, such incredible advice. Is there anything else that you would say is your kind of message of your heart that you've been you know, that you've learned through all the years that you've been involved to encourage dancers to make it in the Australian industry. Like training's obviously important, um, but do you need to be more than a dancer? Do you need to be able to be like you, youth oh. entrepreneurial, choreograph, those sorts of things? You, every single bow that you can put in your... Um, Oh, I don't know what that is going to say it for you. What is that? Every bow you put in your... Your backpack. It's not the right word. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just you say backpack. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay. So I'll, I'll tell you. So um, our first show, our first show that um, Kim Adam, my beautiful friend Kim Adam and I did uh, back in 2008. Wow. Yeah. Um, 12 years ago was our first um, production that we produced ourselves. She sat in a cafe and she said, I want to perform. And I said, well, why don't we just put on a show? And she mm. said, well, do you know how? And I said, well, it couldn't be that hard, could it? <laughs> oh, my, oh my gosh. Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> That's so, so good. If mm. you would like a poster, a, a promo, if you'd like to sell tickets, these all cost a plethora of money to yeah, that's people right. to do these things. Yeah. So instead of being able to do that, I made my poster. It was horrendous, you but I made it. Yeah. Of, I, whatever that like old Microsoft mm. word publisher, maybe. Oh There's my like goodness. Old... Yes. Yeah. Okay. I use yeah. Adobe now. So but... fine. We all started somewhere, <laughs> um, didn't we, with design? <laughs> yeah. I, when we started my media company, we, we filmed co dance concerts for the first time. I learned how to edit film. We, mm -hmm. I, I'm now an, I love photography. I love it, but I've never, never done a photography course. I bought a camera and then yeah. I just started practicing. Yeah. You don't have to wait for someone to give you an opportunity when there is so many opportunities that you mm -hmm. can just take yourself. That's key. And if you That's key. don't know yeah. something, yeah. it's called YouTube. And you <laughs> so much. We lucky to have you. Wonderful platform. When yeah. people say, Oh, I don't know how to do that, I go, Well, ask Google. Like yeah. seriously, when you seriously. have when I was your age, I had to remember things. Yeah. Books. <laughs> we had to and know things. <laughs> That's so true, Paul. Like you're cracking me up. <laughs> we did. There was when I was little. Oh my goodness, I might be giving away my age. 
age, we had to buy like encyclopedias to do yes. our assignments. There Absolutely. wasn't the internet. Um, and I remember when the internet first came out, I was just like, no one really used it for a while. <laughs> it was around before we all started using email and all of that. I'm not that old, but maybe I am. <laughs> I That's definitely so remember dial-up. I'm sorry. Oh, dial yeah, I remember that. You had yeah. yeah, this generation no probably idea. doesn't even know what that sounds like. No, I um, love it. Tell us a bit about your background. So before you um, were with like baby pool, <laughs> gorgeous little baby, baby pool. where did the dance journey start for you? Because being a male in, in dance is awesome, but also has its unique challenges. So how, what has it been like for you? Especially in Australia. Um, I was lucky. I, I, I grew up in a country town. Um, my mother was my mother. I said that like my mother. My no, mother. Um, my mother, Karen Malik, she was a dance teacher and owned a dance school. Oh, my goodness. Gray That's so precious. Marvel, yes. yes. And right. so I danced and I was quite naive and I had a really amazing primary school teacher for four out of the seven years of primary school mm. who just was so encouraging about educating people about being creative and how important wow. and special okay. it was that I danced and performed. So I had a really great kind of primary school. I wasn't mm. bullied uh, as severely as I know some people and young boys are at school and I find it very, I, I don't get angry, I get sad. I get very upset when I hear yeah. stories about bullying for boys because we just live in a world that there should be so much education out there that it's everyone can do whatever it is they wish. That's right. Um, so I had a, right. absolutely. Mm. And then, so I, um, I got into the Victorian College of the Arts secondary school when mm. I was in grade six. So for year seven. So then I moved to Melbourne and I studied there from year seven to 12 doing half day dance, half day. Academic. A long time. Wow. Oh, your yeah. Year. Yeah. Um, and then I went for a short stint to uh, a place called Batuccio's, um, which uh, dance centre, which we were kind of last gen. And that's where I first met um, Kim Adam, who's our director at Transit Dance at the Performing Arts. Oh, um, wow. So yeah. always keep um, people close, like the people that you meet as a youngster. Like I'm so close to so many people and hire so many people that I knew in my teenage years because you have that connection and bond yeah, so yeah. that's why you should always treat people kindly as well that's right um <laughs> and then I kind of got I got into the cruise ship gigs so I I um I kind of left I was I went to the VCA Melbourne University for 28 days mm. and I left that <laughs> so I literally went to VCA 28 days um I so funny went, you know I've the exact number <laughs> 28. Well, because you have to wait 28 days and then after the 28th day, you can't get your deposit back. So, Ooh, right. So I <laughs> yeah. did that and on the 28th day, I went, this isn't for me. I, I had been at on the same campus because the, oh, yeah, the secondary school and the university yeah. had been together at that point. They're now separate mm. on different campuses. Yeah. Um, and I left and I went turned into um, a jazz dancer. Um, and then I went into cruise ships and did mm. performing arts cruise ships all the way up until about 25 years old. Mm. Um, and through that, through that, I kind of, I was dance captain very early and then I became a stager and rehearsal director for Norwegian Cruise Line. So at oh, cool. 23 to 25, I was teaching the ship's shows. Yeah. So you were well fed really too, because they look after you on those. Absolutely. <laughs> well fed so, dancers. Yeah. I then really realized how much behind the scenes was for me. So I loved mm. performing. I really enjoyed it greatly. Um, but as I just had niggles and injuries and I really loved 
choreography. If, since I was younger, I, I remember being eight years old and like recording the top 40 off the radio and then creating dances in my bedroom from oh, a very, very young age. Yeah. So I really love that idea of creating dance, production, learning how the lighting rigs work, all this kind of stuff really interests me young. So I, um, I lost three passports in 12 months. Oh, my goodness. And apparently you're not allowed to do that in Australia, no. which I just didn't even know was a thing. Um, because apparently they think you are trading them off on the black market or oh, something. So wow. I I got kind of um, put in the embassy in Denmark and then Whoa. they sent me home oh, and they gave me a temporary passport and you can't get it reissued for 24 months. Oh, my god! So goodness. I was at home. <laughs> my international career was So you've done kind of done home. like isolation, not isolation exactly, but from international travel before. <laughs> <laughs> not your first radio. <laughs> no reissues. I was just My like, goodness. Oh, no, but well, that puts an end to certain parts of your career. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and so then I kind of stayed at home and I opened up my first school, Mac Australia. Um, ah, the, cool. Like yeah. three months of being home, I was straight into it. I opened up a dance school, studios. Mm. I opened up my first production company the year after that. And the journey just kept going. So you don't I mess around, do you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it just all and then there. luckily with I spent ten years with ATOD um, mm. International. So I did actually travel a lot through the past decade again. Yeah. So I, I've been very lucky enough to see the world, go to a lot of conventions, yeah. um, and kind of really focus and move into this world of production, events, but mainly education is where my mm. true passion lies. There's nothing better than being an educator. You meet so many amazing humans and so to see those light bulb moments consistently and the breakthroughs and see people grow and evolve in this world where we're all constantly evolving is just the most magical thing anyone it is, could isn't ever it? ask for yeah. in life. It really yeah. is. It's magical. So I really mm. love, it is, it is. Mm. And I believe in magic and that's it. Yeah. We are the magic yeah. in life. Yeah. We, the humans bring the magic. It's not mm. some mystical, fantastical thing. Yeah. It's, it's us. There is something to be said about leaving uh, a legacy too through, you know, your mm. work and your investing in other people. I love that, that that's such an important part of your journey. Well, my last little tidbit question, obviously incredible, it's been such a great discussion with you, is what's your sort of top tips for coping with isolation for dancers? Like are you, how are you keeping yourself well and healthy both mentally because we've talked a lot about the mental sort of area and also physically, what, what do you do when you can't go out and do class? Um, it was it was a, it was a struggle at first, but we kind of really just shifted and accepted very very quickly mm. the situation. So yeah. I, I created these like it was originally three A's, but then yeah. it, a fourth one came in and kind of merged to a middle A. Yeah. But um, acceptance, we as soon as you accept the situation in life, you can start finding ways to move on from it. Mm. So the idea of working towards accepting the fact that this is where we are and this is what we have to do, mm. we can then adapt and adjust to the situation. And that's it. Uh, a lot of people try to just do what they did outside, inside. Mm -hmm. And at, the, at that point in time, I feel that it just, you just felt like it wasn't the same. So you yeah. were never actually doing the first step of accepting. Mm. So you can't actually adjust that actually this is different. We have to um, evolve in this. We have yeah. to um, adapt to this new circumstance because we have to keep moving forward because mm. no one's put a halt on time. 
Time mm. is still going. The sun is still setting. It's still rising and we are still breathing. Mm. So we have to stay productive to advance in life. So I overcompensated and went ridiculously productive. I worked, <laughs> worked, worked, worked. Not and then when surprised. I wasn't working, <laughs> yeah. when I wasn't working, I was mm. doing solo projects and, and video blogs and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. then you, I had to stay creative and I had to feel like I was still creative and creating mm. and connecting. Yeah. Um, so I, I have to say that being productive, yes, you can relax. Yes, you can have, of course, we need to take our time. We need to take yeah. our time to adjust. And however long that is, is, is up to you personally, but know that there is a lot you can do. Like I used to, um, I, I lived on cruise ships. Our cabins mm. were definitely a quarter of your bedrooms. Yes. We still rehearsed. We still, wow. I still worked out. We still did push-ups. We still mm. were able to expand our minds and our bodies in the environments that you're in mm. because we can't socialize. That's the biggest thing I'm missing is mm. my hugs. Oh, I miss yeah. hugs. I <laughs> yeah, miss my mum. Oh. When I, I work with my mum and mm. I can't see my mum, so normally I see my mum every single day. I see really? my dad every single day. So, yeah, we, we all work at Transit Dance as well. Oh, my gosh, how and precious. That's so precious. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> so hugs. She was saying hugs. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm very proud of her too. So yeah. there's that human connection. Um, mm. But but I think that if we focus on the simple things, mm. take out the complexities, uh, tune off the noise. If you don't like hearing what is happening in the globe, turn it off. You have the mm. power to turn off your devices, the television, yeah. the news. Stay focused on what your um, working towards and don't lose sight of that just because we're not in a dance studio or we're mm. not um, yeah. socializing with friends or we're not in a theater. There's a lot you can do to still stay creative. Mm. And if we're artists, then there is no, there is no boundaries to creativity. And I always mm. hear people say, um, I don't have enough money to create. And I'm like, Mm. I'm creating right now by just saying what I'm saying. If you yeah. want to create something, then go out and create. Yeah, it. that's right. Like uh, no, no painter got permission to do a brush stroke. Mm. Like pick up a pen, get online, learn a new craft, take a photo. You've all mm. got a device and a phone. You, there's so many ways you can just stay active yeah. and ins be inspiring and be inspired at the same time. So true. Did you get through your A's? You said I did. So yes, you did. Yeah. Accept yep. mm -hmm. acceptance to mm -hmm. adapt and adjust so we yep. can advance in life. And that last one, we uh -huh. want to keep moving forward, but uh -huh. you can't until we accept and adapt first. So don't put yeah. your, so much pressure on advancing. If yeah. you haven't adapted yet, you have mm -hmm. to adapt first. Focus on that because that is a that is the first step to advancing in life. Yeah. In this new kind of world we live in. Yeah, so true, so true. I, I so enjoy talking to you, Paul. You've just learnt so much and you just kind of articulate it so well. I'm sure that people will be really encouraged hearing what you have to say. It's such a challenging time for dancers and, and dance Thank makers. Thank you so much. <laughs>